Welcome, this is Beyond the Hate, I'm Steven. I'm John. And today we're going to be talking about the Mount Rushmore of different genres of music. Right. So this and is kind of like a special episode. This is a special episode, still Beyond the Hate, we're not yeah. doing comments, but... Yeah. It's, uh, in a way, this is the Virgin episode, touched for the very first time. Very, <laughs> very first time. And if you guys like this episode and what we're doing, just tell us. And we'll do more things like this. So we're going to yeah. touch on a few things Music for the very first time. Right. <laughs> uh, and the first one we're going to start off with is the easiest one. And that's why the intro was Madonna. Right. So we kind of feel like the Mount Rushmore, if you guys don't know what we're talking about when we're talking about Mount Rushmore. The, Mount the, Rushmore the has four. the four, uh, you know, what America kind of considered as like the four... Um, you know, uh, milestones of presidents, like what we thought was like the best presidents up and, you know, leading into building Mount Rushmore. Right. Uh, so, so the, it's basically like what we think the top four is. Uh, so, pop music. Yes. Now, specifically, because you played Madonna, we were going to do 80s pop music. Right? 80s pop music, which is probably the easiest music-related Mount Rushmore that you could ever make, which is Madonna, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, and Prince. And Prince. Now, I'm going to play a song, through a, a part of a song of every one of those before we move on. Uh, but there's another one that was added into this debate that I didn't think of the first time we had the discussion about this because we talked about this before. Yeah, we were talking about this on text message and like I was like, is the easiest one to do like the 80s pop? Because I'm like, it'd be Michael and Prince automatically. And then I'm like, if you're talking about females, it'd be Janet Madonna. I'm like, that. I think that's, that's done. That's wrapped up. And I was like, yeah, finished. that's done. That's super easy. But what about David Bowie? Bowie? I don't know. It depends on if you consider Bowie as pop music, because to me, he's he's rock music. If you wanted to talk about, like, maybe, like, 70s rock, 70s, 80s era rock, and you want to put Bowie on there, I, I, okay. I would normally not have a problem with that, but I wouldn't consider him pop music. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's listen to this. Madonna can't be anything but pop, and Janet really can't be. Okay, Michael is the king of pop. Let's try to figure this debate out. Um, and Prince could also be probably on a funk music one as well. Because he, he, he did kind of go through like a bunch of different styles. So but, let's go through it. Um, let's see. Let's see. Because this is a... This, I just think this is an interesting debate because we have some other ones that we'll do... So in the 80s, let's, I'm going to play something from the 80s and see what Bowie sounded like, specifically in the 80s. Um, yeah, so like, um,
Yeah, see, to me, that's already uh, too much guitar and drums to be considered pop music. Right. Like, that's like, like Prince is a little different because uh, Prince's, like, uh, lead always drowned out the rest of the music that was going on in his, his music. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that would sound more pop. Yeah. Well, and also he used a lot of like synthesizers and keyboards and stuff like that. So Prince kind of played just kind of like whatever he felt. I mean, his he always was very closely tied to like funk music, especially like that that you know Minnesota type funk, like him and like More Stay in the Time. Like they all kind of had that funk sort of sound. I mean, even if you look at like uh, what like Vanity Six, Apollonia Six. Um, you know, those kind of groups that, like, Prince, like, created with the girl groups and stuff like that, they all kind of had his signature because of, like, his, like, his production and the way that he built songs and stuff. Because you can listen to, like, something that was done with Vanity Six and you're like, this is, you definitely tell this is Prince's fingerprints all over this. (laughs) Uh, the other thing, too, I think is that, like, I think... You know, if you're, if you think to like, because Madonna's like obviously pop, like she didn't really do like really anything other than pop music. Janet Jackson's a little bit of an interesting case because they they came up with a with a new type of music based off of her her album Control. You know, like have you ever heard of the the term New Jack Swing? Uh, no. That was basically. Janet Jackson's like her albums when she ever she started uh, working with those the, the different producer. That's what happened was they started calling it New Jack Swing. Uh, so if you if you look up uh, let's see, it's because uh, <laughs> I was listening to this um, uh, one day I was like oh no I was just kind of like I just wanted to listen to some like. Uh, some Janet Jackson stuff. <laughs> and uh, I was like, man, I was like, her her stuff, when she when she changed producers and started doing some different stuff, that, that shit is, like, amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, you're talking about the 80s stuff. Yeah, Control, like, 1986. That was the beginning of New Jack Swing. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Michael, like, Michael right there, like, he's the king of pop. Like, you can't, like... Can't even debate in the 80s when he was doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where you're just kind of like, some of, you know, some of the things that, uh, like going back to Janet Jackson. Connected to Bluetooth. I don't know why it's doing that. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, like the like the song control. So like when you when you hear the beat in this, that is New Jack Swing. Well, you, when you hear the beat in this, you think. And this time I'm gonna do it my this is way. Lady Gaga should thank Janet Jackson for a lot of her career, uh, because this is like an intro to Lady Gaga song. Yeah. Janet Jackson did this in 1986. Yeah. And then when you hear the beat. You know where New Jack Swing came from. Yeah. See if you guys ever watched um, uh, Barry Gordy's uh, 
Last Dragon or whatever. Yeah. That's who the um, main girl that uh, uh, the main character kind of has a thing with. Like, because she's like a music host or whatever. That's who she's kind of based off from is Janet Jackson. Yeah. So... But yeah. whenever, but whenever this came out, they were like, "That's what they started calling it." Was like, "That's like that new Jack swing beat," because it's got a little bit of funk in it. It's got a little bit of some hip hop beat in it. It's a kind of like like a big gumbo of like a bunch of different stuff. Because uh, I remember, because I'd always heard that term, and I'm like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" And then I was looking up stuff on Janet, and they were like, Janet Jackson's control from 1986 was kind of like where all that New Jack Swing stuff started. Because, like, I think, and I might be wrong, like, completely, but if I remember right, like, Boys to Men got a lot of their early stuff uh, from, like, a lot of, like, what Janet was doing in the 80s. And then, like, Bobby Brown was doing stuff like this before he was, like, bad on drugs and ruined his career. But yeah. like early Bobby Brown sounded a lot like this. It was like that style of like uh, it's not hip hop necessarily, and it's not funk necessarily. It's kind of like a bunch of different things, plus just regular dance music kind of mixed into it too. It's like a gumbo of a bunch of different things. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like we said, like Madonna, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson. Yeah, and then of course. Uh, his legendary prince yes and the reason that i think he gets kind of considered him with pop is because in the 80s and stuff like this um pop was the dominant music in the oh, 80s yeah. like mm-hmm. you had you know you have like 80 metal 80s metal and stuff Mezzle. like that mezzle mezzle yeah like 80s metal and stuff like that but it wasn't as big as 80s pop like 80s pop was the greatest pop was ever well uh, 90s I can't take a lot away from the 90s even though I don't like huge like um a huge section of those pop bands in the 90s they were huge in the 90s a lot of like NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys and oh yeah all the boy bands yeah all those boy bands and stuff like that and then the Spice Girls and stuff like that Spice Girls yeah Uh, they got popular um, so here's something that's interesting, right? So, the number one selling album in the in the 1980s decade was what? You you should know this. I should know this. Yeah, in 19 in the in the decade of the 1980s, what album sold the most? Is Thriller records? by Michael Jackson. Exactly. What was number two? What was number two? The Probably number... a Prince album. Um... No, actually, Prince isn't in the top. Five. No, he's not. Uh, nineteen eighties. Number two was probably Madonna, Like a Virgin. No, it's not. It's not in the top five. It's ACDC, Back in Black. Really? Yeah, nineteen point one million copies sold for Back in Black. Number three was Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. See, I forget about people like that. Bruce sometimes. Springsteen. Like, yeah, because uh, I'm never. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the Boss. <laughs> um, We're not talking about Sasha Banks, uh, <laughs> but number four 
was Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. I can see that. That was, that was that sold fifteen point six million copies. That's an amazing album. Yeah, it was like that's like what Diamond and a Half. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely. It's like see Diamond that. and then five times Platinum. Isn't that how that works? Isn't like ten million a, a Diamond record? Yeah, this is like ten million Something copies. Like yeah. 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 Uh, Whitney Houston's debut album, uh, or I think it was her debut album in, uh, in 85. Cocaine. <laughs> that sold 14.2 million. Then you get to number six, and it's Phil Collins' No Jacket Required. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Phil Collins, you know, you kind of forget about people like Phil Collins. But, like, number seven was the Purple Rain soundtrack. So Prince did make the top ten. Um, Springsteen Live... Uh, with the E Street Band was actually the number eight album. So Springsteen has two albums in the top ten for the 1980s. Dire Straits' Brothers in Arms was nine, and then Bon Jovi "Slippery When Wet" was the tenth highest selling album in the 80s. 12.9 million copies. Yeah, it, it was kind of reminding me of a recent story that uh, Elton John was talking about. Uh, did you hear that interview? Uh, it was a very recent interview where he let. Uh, Stevie Wonder ride the his snowmobile. Oh, uh. Uh-uh. Anyway, Stevie Wonder wanted to ride a snowmobile, and if you guys don't know, like Stevie Wonder can't really see very well. Um, <laughs> he blind as hell. <laughs> so, so uh, he was he kept wanting to ride it, and then they put it on it by himself. And Elton John said he was sitting there watching. Uh, Watching and the guy was like, "You think this is a good idea?" And he was like, "Well, that's one part of our competition <laughs> gone." <Yeah>. Oh man! <laughs> Stevie Wonder was gonna kill himself. Oh shit! And then he was like, "Now all we need to do is get Stevie Wonder. Uh, I meant Phil Collins in here." <laughs> I can feel it dying in the air tonight. But they were just saying like, Elton John has a really hilarious sense of humor. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and he does so the, the Mount Rushmore of 80's pop music would definitely be Madonna Michael Jackson Janet Jackson and Prince yeah so I um, think that's that's probably unanimous between the two of us because I pitched that on text message and you were like yeah <laughs> oh yeah okay so, he didn't really fight me on that he was pretty much like yeah okay that's cool yeah so the next one um do we want to go to? Do we want to stay in the eighties? We could stay in the eighties okay, for a little so, bit before we so go to the nineties. Let's and stuff. Uh, let's talk about eighties uh, 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 rock then. Okay, like just rock in general, or like metal. Oh uh, shoot! Because uh, you'd have uh, to almost make a distinction there, I would think. In the eighties. Would we have to make a distinction? It's kind of all the same. It kind of all blended well, in in the eighties. You have like, you can You have like heavy rock, like ACDC type stuff, and then you have like hair metal, which is like you know Poison, White Snake, Motley Crue, like that type of stuff. If you you could do a separate one just for hair metal, and then you also have thrash metal, which would be like Slayer, Anthrax, Metallica. Uh, Megadeth. Well, that's probably the four right there if you're going by thrash metal. Uh, let's let's go. That might be controversial because I don't know how Steve feels about Anthrax and Megadeth. 
But I don't, I don't you think, almost would have Slayer has to be on there. I don't think I don't think Metallica has ever been thrash metal. The, in their early days, in the eighties, no. they were considered thrash metal. Well, they might have been considered, but that's they what, are not because that's what the big four like tour is. It's Anthrax, Slayer, Metallica, and Megadeth. Yeah, but uh, Metallica is not thrash metal. It never has been. <laughs> that's what they consider them. I'm only doing. I don't care who they are. <laughs> uh, they definitely never were. I mean, I I don't really care what they're classified as, but if you so okay so you can't put to me you can't put Megadeth in the same uh, you can't put Metallica in the same category as Slayer for one you can put Megadeth in it but you can't put Metallica in it. I mean, if you yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's fair if you don't want to put them in that. It would be like putting Nickelback in grunge music. Yeah, it's definitely not. Like, that. you just can't classify that, but... Um, it's the same to me, because tell me what song Metallica made that's thrash metal. Name one song that they made that's thrash metal. Uh, they don't have one. Maybe Seek and Destroy? No. Like... You're comparing this. The, you, you're putting a song... Tell me what song that Metallica's made <laughs> that they can go on stage with Slayer... And play it. Tell me one song that they've made that's compared to Slayer, uh, and then we can categorize. Oh shit! The Metallica. only thing that probably is is maybe heavy. Oh shit! I don't know. Heavy enough? Maybe blackened. Blackened from like Injustice for All. Like that's that could be pop, but it, it, it's a, almost a little unfair because they don't talk about the same stuff that Slayer does. It doesn't matter about the talking. It's about the attitude of the music. Yeah. And the attitude... Well, and Slayer's always going to be more brutal, obviously. Well, all those other three bands that you named... Connected to Bluetooth. Before Metallica. You guys are going to have to ignore that. It's going crazy Alexa's right going nuts right now. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, all the other three bands fit into the category except Metallica. That's just my point. We can move on from that. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's that's not like really a big I think, deal. I, I think what would be interesting is like who you would replace. Me- so if you're like, okay, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax are cool. Which one, if you're going to replace Metallica in that, which would be the other one? Uh, in the 80s. Like, in the 80s. Uh, oh, Pantera. Uh, like early Pantera? Yeah. That's thrash metal. Uh, okay. I, I, I will I'll allow it. I, I, I think that works. Early Pantera was more like that. Yeah. Like, 90s Pantera was not really... Like, their style changed. Because people forget, Pantera was formed in 81, so yeah. they are an 80s band. They are technically an 80s band. They but got more popular in the 90s, but they were around yeah. in the 80s. Oh, yeah, 90s metal is where they, yeah, they took they, off. They, yeah, they, they thrived and stuff. So, yeah, I would, I would probably... In the thrash metal, that you know, because Dimebag Dara's guitar style and stuff like that's more like... You know, we're coming after you type stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, Metallica, I'm not, and me not categorizing Metallica like that doesn't mean that uh, I didn't like Metallica in those days. I just never thought considered them that bad. I always thought of, uh, you know, Metallica as just kind of like a metal band. Yeah. Like, you know, they were in the category, uh, who would they have been in the category with? Because like, would you put them in the same category as like Priest and Iron Maiden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have been in there. They would have been in okay. there with like Priest and Iron Maiden. So let's do that category. I don't know what you okay. want to call that. Just straight up metal. I, I would like eighties metal. I have always bands. considered Priest and Iron Maiden as power metal. 
Okay, so let's put powerful vocals. Let's put okay. Hetfield doesn't have the vocals like that, but let's put let's put Metallica. But musically, it it makes sense with those guys Uh, because Hetfield's never had an amazing voice. Mm. No, definitely not like Um, Dickinson or Halford, fucking Ron Halford, yeah. But let's say that their music can kind of like uh, stand toe to toe with people like Iron Maiden and stuff like, which they could back in the days. Yeah. Uh, before the aliens got them. Before the lizard people took them over and wore their skin. Right. And made sane <laughs> anger. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's fired. Oh, that anyway. album would have been so good if the drums didn't sound like <coughs> trash cans. Yeah. Um. But fair enough. So so. Okay, which obviously I think we already say that uh, Judas Priest has to be one of the Mount Rushmore people in this. Oh yeah, um, for like kind of like eighties power metal type stuff. Yeah, because Robert Halford, I don't think there's uh, as far as power metal goes, I don't think there's a better voice. Oh no, he he's the king. Maybe of ever that. like I uh, mean Bruce Dickinson was good for Iron Maiden, but he he doesn't have the range that Halford does. He's got a good voice, and it works for Iron Maiden, and it works for what they're doing. But if you put Iron Maiden up up against Judas Priest, Rob yeah. Halford's going to beat him on vocals. Yeah, Rob Halford's and probably going to be a lot. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's going to beat a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Ooh, this one's hard. Uh, so, because I was trying to think of, like, if you do, if you so if you say that, like, it's Judas Priest and Iron Maiden are kind of like the first two. Then you're like, well, who else would fit in that group? If you want to throw Metallica in that group, okay, fair enough. Then what would be the other one? Because Def Leppard doesn't really match any of that. Because Def Leppard's more like, I consider Def Leppard like a hair metal band. And it's like, who else would you throw in there that would be more like a, a power metal type? Because from like from the 80s. From the eighties, and like, I, the only the one that I think maybe is like possibly White Snake, but I don't know because when I think of White Snake, I think of hair metal. I don't really think of them as like a like a power metal type of band. But then you know if you, but do you do you get like a band like Wasp? Wasp I would kind of consider more of a hair metal band. Skid Row. Yeah, I mean, Skid Row's kind of like a hair metal band, too. Yeah, you're kind of trying to think of, like, the people that were, like, doing it the best in these times. Like, um... This is like kinda, a, this one's the, a little bit more difficult, this isn't This one's it? a little... I thought this one was going to be easy. But now that the... Kind of the rules that we have set for ourselves... Like, Dio. Okay, so Dio... Okay, so Dio would probably be on there. So if we say that it's Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Dio. Dio, we have three. Okay, that's three. Because Dio, I would consider a power metal type. Yeah, game. so the, those are those are three. So Dio definitely would be on there, just as Dio, not Sabbath in the 80s. Uh, would um, you, what about something like the Scorpions? Would the Scorpions be good enough to be considered in that group? Or like, what about Motorhead? I don't know. The See... Oh well, Motorhead. That that's Motorhead could be a contender here. That's a contender. But then you're like, well, what about ACDC? 
My only thing about ACDC is like they're a little old school. No, no, I mean they can totally be on here. Yeah, if we're doing the Mount Rushmore stuff, Van are they? Halen? But I don't know. When I think of Van Halen, I think of like hair metal type stuff. Hair metal, yeah, because they yeah. have that. Uh, it's a lot about what they talk about too. Right. Yeah. You know, because like, hair metal is like it's like you know girls partying, drugs, alcohol, like that type of stuff. Power metal is like talking about all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, I guess Guns N' Roses would have to be the last one. Would it be? Would it be Guns N' Roses? Would you? Because would you they were kind like of hair metal, metal, but they were also power metal because they talked about everything. They they talked about wars. They did controversy. You know, a lot of times, actual roses, the society uh, stuff. Yeah. Like, Welcome to the jungle is basically like yeah, you kind know. of a thing about society. You know. Yeah. So. So so power metal. In the eighties would be Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, Dio, Dio, and Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses. I think that's our Mount Rushmore. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can come up with anything better because Guns N' Roses with Axl Rose mainly being on there uh, with Dio. Because I don't think you do any better than Dio. Like as far as you're talking about power metal and how what he did. I mean for music. He because I mean there's look at how many like vocalists. Uh, try to pattern themselves on like Dio's voice, you yeah. Know? Like it, it, a lot of people do. I mean, ask me about what Sabbath was better, and it was the version with Dio because I like his voice better than I like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, because if you, yeah, that'd be. Oh, I don't even know what you would do about like the beginnings of metal like that. I mean, Sabbath would be on it just because of how influential they are. Then it's like what Deep Purple. <sighs> Who else would you put on there? <laughs> oh man, it was. If you go to like the origins of metal like that, I, shit, I don't that's, even know. That's even harder. We'll, like, we'll not deal with that one right now. We'll not deal with that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that that one's that one's even going to be harder. Like one yeah. of the hardest ones because I even asked some some people that I knew uh, about nineties hip hop. Nineties hip hop. Oh, the thing about that is it's. It's too double-edged sword. Like, it's such a double-edged sword because you have a transition of one version of hip-hop to a different version of hip-hop yeah. all in the 90s. Right. So you'd have to be specific. You'd have to be like, that. okay, gangster rap is one version. One version. So that's, that's like, like Coolio and stuff like that. Because gangster rap would be like N.W.A. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. But then at the same era, you've also got Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Which was more of a politically type of, you know, they they did a lot of political stuff and a lot of, you know, like and Eminem technically, technically came out in the nineties. Eminem was in the nineties, so it's like, how do you? I mean, how do you, you rate that? Him? Would you classify him in the two thousands, or would you classify him in the nineties when he came out? I would almost classify him as like in the two thousands era. So that's just me. See, but it's like that's also, a weird bridge, you yeah. know, because this was the start of one thing. He did start there. It's just like Slipknot. They started in 1998, or well, they started before that, but they got bit. They got signed. They got in their big album in 98. Yeah, uh, their debut album. Yeah, they started in like 96. Um, but 
you would really consider them closer to like the next era of music and not the 90s. They're more music. like the 2000s era, really. Yeah, even though they came out before the 2000s. Even Godsmack would... is considered more of a 2000s band than a 90s band. Yeah, like <laughs> Foo Fighters are actually considered like a 2000s-ish band even though they came out in the 90s. Right. Like right after Nirvana. Almost like it, yeah. you know, it was and one then of grunge those... is its own list. Yeah, grunge is its own list, so it's really hard sometimes to deal with the '90s. Like the golden era of music was in the '90s. Well, when you think about how many fucking genres were created then, because like even if you did like even if you did something like Eurodance, like Eurodance fucking exploded in the '90s. That's when you had like everybody like Culture Beat and Hadaway. So let's go ahead and do the the next easiest one, disco. We got the Bee Gees. <laughs> we got. I'm just kidding. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Uh, shit, I, I don't know. I don't know much. John disco. Travolta. <laughs> um, and platform shoes. <laughs> Boom. Done. Matt Rushmore. <laughs> right. Of the um, '70s. <laughs> so if you were going to do, <clears throat> let's say if you were going to do. Shit, I don't know, because hip-hop, like you said, in the 90s is so difficult. Because, like, I'm literally wearing a Wu-Tang shirt right now. You'd have to be specific so, of what type of hip-hop. Yeah, like, so it'd be like, you know... an error. Like, like, the first four years of it, you can be like, it's like MC Hammer and Vanilla Ice and, <laughs> you know, like, people like that. That's more like the stadium, the big stadium rap, you know? Yeah, and then, like, later on, you'd be like, oh, you know, like, right here in this little small period right here, it was like Coolio and LL Cool J and, you Yeah, know, but LL Cool J, I would consider more of an 80s rapper, though. Or he yeah. was like, he was like 80s hip-hop. Well, yeah, he was in the '90s, though. Like, yeah, he was, he was in the big 90s. in the '90s. Like, but he, like was doing, he, he was in the rap battles and stuff. He yeah. had a big part of the rap battle culture, you know. Yeah. Later on, so see, that's that's where it gets complicated. You really have to be like, so whenever rap changed, would you put like you know like N.W.A. in it or would you not? Yeah. Do you, some, where do you put Dr. Dre? Do you put Dr. Dre in it? Do you not? Do you put Dre on it uh, and also have him in N.W.A.? So, so... Where do you if, put Snoop Dogg? If we're talking about, like... Ice okay. Cube, you know? Well, that's that's what I was about to get to. So, if you would ask me, what would I do with 90s rap? I think most people almost... Um, well, Tupac and Biggie. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> I, I think most people would automatically put Tupac and Biggie on the list. And then I would put Dr. Rushmore. Dre... I, I might put Dr. Dre. I put Ice Cube before I put Dr. Dre. Oh, for real, Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. Is that controversial? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. Uh, Ice Cube had more albums than Dre. I think Ice Cube was a better rapper than Dre. I think Dre was a better producer than anybody else. Yeah. Uh, but like the he almost gonna get on there just because of the Chronic, to be honest. But uh, that's really the main thing that he did. Well, I, I think you need more than that to get on the Mount Rushmore of things. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind my Dr. Dre. Okay. So we have Tupac, Biggie, Steve, saying Ice Cube. I don't know if I could I don't know if I could argue that, so I'm I'm willing to go with that. Okay, go with Ice Cube, and, and then, we need a fourth person in the '90s. It can't Snoop. be Eminem because he's later. Snoop didn't get popular until the 2000s. But Snoop was like he was a big chunk of the '90s, though. He was a big chunk of the '90s, but he was he didn't really do much in the '90s. 
I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Ooh, Who else would it be? Because we know we have Pac and Biggie. All, yeah. Part of me wants to put DMX on it. DMX could be a, probably a candidate. Because he, he had the Rough Riders. He sold he was huge. a shit he ton of everywhere. albums. Yeah. So part of me wants to put DMX on the list. Not Master P? I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he's kind of the same thing with Dre, like the producer thing. Like, yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, like Jay-Z and stuff, like people always kind of give him shits. Like, he doesn't really rap anymore. He just produces. It's like, what's it's wrong a, with that? He, good living. <laughs> he literally makes more money producing than he does rapping. Right. So, you know... It's the same thing with Dre and Eminem now. It's like, why don't they come out with as many albums? It's like, because well, they're producing every fucking thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so... But, I mean, even... Yeah, I mean, even... Because then you're like, also, well, in the 90s, you also have Outkast. Do you consider them more of a 90s band or more of, like, a 2000s band? I consider... To me, Outkast, I would always consider in the 90s. Yeah, me too. Like, same thing with, like, Nelly. Nelly, it's, Nelly to me is like early two thousands. That's when I think of Nelly. It's a bridge band. It's like a bridge. Yeah. Of the, the 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 yeah. So it's kind of like a. I don't know. Nelly's like like big songs come out like ninety six and ninety seven and stuff. Nelly, though. no, Nelly's stuff was like the early two like two thousand two, two thousand three. That was when Nelly had like uh, his big hits. When did Country Grammar come out? That's really what we need to know. <laughs> yeah. Because that's like that's Complex really... Magazine has. Biggie as number one, Tupac as number two, uh, and then Nas as number three. Kind of forgot about Nas. I do like me some Nas. And then they have Scarface at number four. This is Complex Magazine's like top four oh, for so 90s we're, rappers. We're going by other people's stuff. <laughs> I'm just doing this just to kind of see like what other people would say because we had two of those. We were like Pac and Biggie, obviously. But I was also trying to like jog my memory about some people, and I'm like, I totally forgot about like Scarface. But you have to really be in, like super into hip hop to really listen to Scarface. Even I know some people are probably like, John, what about UGK? UGK is great if you listen to like a lot of that type of stuff. And it's like, have you ever listened to UGK before? No. I don't. I think I might have listened to like a little bit of their stuff, but I never really listened to UGK. So see, I those can't people are on that. the list. They're more like We're talking a, about like universally loved people. They're like people probably couldn't argue. You know? Yeah. Like it's uh, it's like oh, but this one dude like in like North England, man, that dude was rapping like crazy. All <laughs> he's better than Eminem. You know how much I hear people tell me someone's better than Eminem, and then they let me listen to him, and I'm like, how? Yeah, like literally, it's I like, hear that all the okay, time. Okay, I, like, I understand your argument. Here is rap guide. There you go. <laughs> or basically, like any other song he's ever made. It's yeah. like if you come after Eminem and you make a song that sounds similar to Eminem, you're not better than Eminem. Mm-mm. You ripped off Eminem. So People whenever you're you like, more. it's like, hey, this dude can rap faster than Eminem, and you do it to an Eminem-ish beat. You're not better than Eminem. Mm-mm. You're just trying to be just better. Just be yourself. Than Don't try to be M. Be so you. that's the problem I have whenever they're like, "Oh yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, he's better than Eminem." It's like, no, 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 he's not. He is one of those people that Eminem talked about early in his rap, whenever he's talking about with a real some shady, please stand up. Right. Machine Gun Kelly's dad. Yeah. He's a stan. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, basically. So whenever you're talking about like the Mount Rushmore of rappers, you need somebody that has a legacy that can't just be taken away from them. If you if you talk about the overall, like if if you don't talk about like '90s or 2000s or or '80s hip hop when it started. You know, or like late seventies, technically, I guess when it started. You know, if they were Mountain Rushmore to me, especially when it comes to to hip hop, if they were murdered tomorrow, would you remember them? And you would be like, this dude did a lot for hip hop. Yeah, we know Tupac. If Eminem died we tomorrow. We know Biggie. We're we're talking about the nineties, but we know rap would miss Eminem. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about so, like like a legend. Dying. So when we get yeah, we're on that topic, we need to find this fourth really quick. Yeah. My my thing was DMX. I had a, a coworker that you know he's really big into hip hop. He said LL Cool J when we were talking about the '90s because he taught he, he's talked about everything that he did. He was one of the reasons that uh, the rap battles got as big as it was. Yeah. And stuff like that, and I kind of agree with that. Rappers um, getting like the fashion deals, and he's the he one that got the with, fashion deals and he started had getting stuff with Kangol and Adidas, and, and then he started getting rappers into movies. He was the yeah. person that started getting them into movies. So, um, I'm gonna put LL Cool J on it. I'm gonna have him okay. as my fourth. So Pac, Biggie, you said Ice Cube. I said Ice Cube and LL, Cool and then LL Cool J. I, you know, I can't be mad at that. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. If he did overall. Rappers of like all time, it would still probably be Pac and Biggie, but then you have to throw Eminem on there. Eminem would have to be on there if you're talking about a Mount Rushmore. He's the he's the the only uh, he's like the third guy that I could think that you could not leave off of there. Like like I said, who do you make number four? Like I was saying, like it wouldn't be Dre still because as good as a rapper Dre is, and as much as like his music, he's a better producer. Yeah, we're talking about like. Uh, lyrical talent and ability and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like the greatest uh, rappers and stuff of all time. The people that you listen to and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. this guy knows how to rap. Uh, and this guy's always known how to do it, and he's you know he's been great. He he's whole he's held a legacy. And oh, so that's obvious. It's Twista. No, <laughs> Twista would have been one of those people. So I think but his career kind of died. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that that, that fourth. Um, I think that that fourth rapper. Um, this one's difficult because it's like who is the fourth most influential rapper of all time? Because to me, I don't think it can be Jay Z. Because there's a lot of people that would probably put Jay Z on that list, though. Because that, yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I'm so trying some, to do. There's some Jay Z fans that are like, man, fuck these guys. They didn't put Jay Z on that list. And I'm not doing it because I don't think Jay Z is a good rapper. I'm doing it because I think Jay Z is a better producer. Has he has he been as influential as an MC as Eminem, Tupac, and Biggie? I don't. I don't know. No. It, and that's the thing. It's like you know. Say now when you're talking about of all time. Yeah. When you were talking about '90s. I was saying no, but when you're talking about all time, I think it's Snoop Dogg. Snoop. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that like the the hip hop Mount Rushmore is Tupac, Biggie, Eminem, and Snoop, I'm like, 
Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's like, why, why would you argue with that? Because I don't think anybody else has said the type of stuff that Snoop said yeah. uh, throughout his career. Just saying that, like I was saying, like, who would you remember the most if they were killed tomorrow? Right. Like, to me, to me that's... If Snoop Dogg died tomorrow, people would be like, fuck, we just lost a legend, y'all. Everybody would say, we yeah. lost one of the we greatest lo- rappers of all time. Yeah, like, literally, that's the what they would say. Yep. It's like country music singers. Uh, I know uh, Willie Nelson's like 80, but if he died tomorrow, people would be like, hey, one of the greatest country music singers of all time just died. Yeah. And he he is. He yeah. is one of the greatest. It's like when Johnny music. Cash died, people were like, fuck, yeah. I need to go see if I can go see his funeral. You Which know. I disagree with the labeling a lot of times with Johnny Cash because I don't think he was a country music singer ever. I think he was always just, uh, you know, he's he just rock star. His, I mean, he was like a he was a rock star that had a country band. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll take a we'll take a break right here, and then when we come back. We're gonna we got to do the grunge one. Yeah, and um, yeah, and we got we got a few more that we can do. Because uh, I think you know the juices are flowing. We're gonna take a break here, and then when we come back, we'll have plenty more. <laughs> yeah. that wasn't hint enough we're about to talk about the mount rushmore of grunge yes and guess who's on it and i'm surprised that you actually stopped playing the song because it's pearl jam and steve would just be like fuck it we're just listening to the whole song <laughs> i would listen to that whole album but i know you guys don't have time for that no and uh, we don't want to get sued <laughs> yeah we don't want to get sued we're so, so we're just playing clips of the songs um right. so already you go look up at the Mount Rushmore of grunge, which would be in Seattle. Yes, that shithole. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. It's Where that garbage Seahawks play. Yeah, those guys. I'm a 49ers fan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the city's fine. The city's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you'll go look at the uh, Mount Rushmore, and uh, the first statue that you're going to see is of Pearl Jam. Yeah. So that's one. Yeah. I think that we all agree on is... Pearl Jam has to be on the grunge one. Now, when we were talking about this on text message, my initial thought was it would be Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains, and then I, I struggle with the other one. I think what was the other one that I came up with? Was it was it was it Soundgarden? I'm trying to remember. And then Steve was like, "Yeah, but does Nirvana did Nirvana do enough to be on that?" 
And I'm like, eh, that could be a decent point, a discussion point, because I'm like, when you think of like grunge music, you almost automatically think of Kurt Cobain almost immediately, and you definitely think of Nirvana somewhere in there. If you don't think about Pearl Jam, because it's like the two are almost kind of like linked to grunge. Like, I don't know if you can separate them. But then Steve was like, did Nirvana do enough to be on the Mount Rushmore of grunge? And I'm like, it's kind of a fair point because they only, they only as a band, went seven years. Did they do enough in seven years to be on the Mount Rushmore? Because then you also have to think about Stone Temple Pilots as well. Because STP was good shit and, you know. Yeah, so... And then, you know, you have to think about, do you put the Foo Fighters in there? Would you consider the Foo Fighters grunge? Because some people do. And, see, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what you do with, with Nirvana. Like, do you, cons- do you, would, would Nirvana have done enough to be on that? When you have bands like Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and STP and, you know, those kind of bands. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um... It's difficult, isn't it? It is, because we were also trying to, like, um... We were talking about, like, a bunch of, uh like 90s bands through our conversation and stuff like that like the greatest 90 bands of all time like our Mount Rushmore but we'll get through the the, the grunge first because we know Pearl Jam has to be on there yeah um, yeah overall 90s bands that one might be a little bit easier yeah so so we have you know Pearl Jam they they, they definitely have to be on there yeah um, and who do you put on there next so on there next I think when you're talking about grunge, um, the meat puppets. No, I'm just kidding. Nah. Uh, you, you put just grunge. You probably have to put Alice in Chains on there next. That would be one of that would be like you know probably like my nomination would be Alice in Chains. Yeah. So you have Pearl Jam, which is like the pinnacle, and then you have uh, Alice in Chains. Then you have, um, you'd probably have to put Nirvana on there, uh, I'm guessing. For grunge, I think Nirvana would make it for grunge. In the 90s, you'd have to put Nirvana on there, and then you would have to put, um... Who do you put as the fourth? Do you put Stone Temple Pilots on there? Do you put Soundgarden on there? I'd probably say you'd have to put Soundgarden on there. Soundgarden. Because uh, I don't think Stone Temple Pilots was really grunge. Uh, S- uh, Soundgarden was. Chris Cornell had one of the greatest voices ever. Um, so rest in peace, Chris Cornell. Yeah. So yeah, definitely rest rest in peace, Chris Cornell. So the debate for the greatest '90s bands. You, you said it was going to be easy, but. I was what? looking at our old conversation. I don't know how easy it's gonna be for 
Well, because if you go by overall 90s, I think you still have to put Pearl Jam on there. And then we said, what, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Because I think that was that was Greg's idea, right, was to put the, the peppers on there? Uh, maybe. Uh, and then uh, one of the other ones that we were, we were saying was um, Metallica or Pantera. And I'm like, I don't know if... And then you were like, I think Pantera would be on the metal list, but in the 90s, Metallica on a 90s rock list would be okay. Uh, but... Well, through the Black Album, but it's like, I don't know, yeah, it's like Metallica is weird in that case because they had one album in the 90s that was worth the shit. It was a black album. But, but then... So, like, a fucking billion copies, and then they just fell the fuck off. But then I was <laughs> like... Their about died. Then I was like, well, no, maybe Metallica doesn't need to be on there. Maybe it needs to be Korn. Because... Yeah, I remember you saying something about Korn, and I'm like, but does Korn fit with an overall rock list? Well, we're talking about the 90s. If you, if you consider... The best rock bands in the 90s... Corn and it was like was removing Metallica good. and adding Corn, and then literally like one of your texts is you're like Corn plus nineties equals fucking greatness, right? <laughs> uh, and Corn was one of the best recording bands of the nineties, no doubt about it. Like they well, fucking killed it. Their original album, Life Is Peachy, was in ninety four. Yeah, uh, the original album was in ninety four. Life Is Peachy was ninety six. And then, um, uh, Follow the Leader was 98. Yeah, 98. That's three, so, three fucking, fucking amazing, amazing albums in a row. Right. <laughs> I would almost say Korn has to be on that Mount Everest in the 90s, because those are three of some of the greatest, uh, rock albums ever made. Yeah. And they never got heavy enough to be considered metal. You know, Life as PG had some heavy stuff, but it wasn't metal. It was still rock. You know their heavy. They got looped into that new one. metal stuff with like Limp Biscuit and stuff like that. That like, was when the two thousand started, though. Yeah, that, because that everybody was like, "No, that's like the new metal. It's the new style of metal. It's like Corn and Limp Biscuit and like that kind of stuff." And, yeah, because everybody wanted to be ahead of everything. They want to yeah. be like, "Yeah, we all want to be like Stick Mojo, you know, from Atlanta or whatever." <laughs> uh, Stuck Mojo. Stuck Mojo. Uh, yeah, you guys don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, but that was what basically started rap rock. Uh, which everybody thought they can do until, you know, Corey Taylor showed up. and <laughs> We're also forgetting about Kid Rock, too. Did it. Kid Rock? Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. But the thing with Kid Rock, though, is that Kid Rock is, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, God, this is hard. This, this gets difficult, confusing. doesn't it? Because it's like, you almost feel like you're slighting Kid Rock. Like, he he put out some fucking killer albums when he first started. Oh, like, man. Like, Devil Without a Cause? That album fucking blew up. <laughs> it was so everywhere. So many of the, those songs were so great. Mm-hmm. I mean, even, like, Limp Biscuits like, first two albums were really good. I mean, they're basically, like, a meme now because everybody makes fun of Fred Durst. But it's like, if you didn't slam to Limp Biscuit back in the day, you were fucking lying to yourself. Because they put out some good shit back in the day. Yeah. It's just Fred Durst is a tool. 
and the band just kind of disintegrated, um, and they they just fell off. But it's like what was it? Uh, West Borland. Or what was West Borland left? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was West Borland. What the fuck was that? It was like something droid. He he made some new band. It was like the fuck was the name of that band? I don't know. It's it was shit. I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, a lot of times these people make shit of shit, and a lot of times they should stick with their band and they should just act like fucking adults, but they don't do that because they're rock stars and they're like, we're fucking crazy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess if you go by overall 90s rock, uh, it would be Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And corn, corn. I guess that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that corn ended up on the Mount Rushmore. But I just can't think of any. You know, uh, there were so many great bands that could have been that. Yeah. You know that 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 came up and you're like, these guys are going to do great things, and then they do some stupid shit and they break up, and you're like, well, you can't be on that, you can't be on that Rushmore anymore because you didn't do. You didn't do enough. You didn't do enough, and it's like. <sighs> It's crazy, like, Metallica might have actually did too much in the 80s, and not enough in the 90s. Oh, they yeah, they did about fuck all in the 90s. Most of the stuff they did in the 90s was, yeah. you know, like so, so, so Metallica and... does too much in the 80s, not enough in the 90s, and then they start doing these, you know, TV, like these, like stuff that would actually be normal today, like... 21 Pilots got famous off of doing, like, a theme song for a movie. Mm -hmm. Usually you would get famous, and then they would ask you to do a song for their movie. Right. It would usually happen the opposite way around. But Mm -hmm. now it's like, you get famous off from having a soundtrack in a movie. Yeah. Like, Metallica's, like, one of their biggest downfalls was doing soundtracks for a movie. Because whenever they first started... yeah. Yeah. Whenever they first started, they were like, we're not going to sell out like that. We're not going to do movies. We're not going to do music videos. And people were like, fuck yeah, these guys are anarchists. They rock. And all that kind of stuff. And then they are like, okay, so we're, we're doing music videos. We're doing now. music videos. We're going to do it. And then it was, like, it was like... We don't do cover songs. We're going to do a whole album of cover songs. Yeah. Uh, you know, they we're were going like, to work with no gay orchestra. They did S&M. <laughs> yeah, they did S&M. And then it's just like... It's like we're never gonna work for like we're never gonna do like a soundtrack for a movie and it's like Mission Impossible's like yo what's up how about all this money and they're like fuck yeah so fuck much. yeah we gotta get that money I can say yeah 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 a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go now load a shit go and reload now a shit through that door and it's like oh my god what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> this is the same motherfucker that wrote Master of Puppets and he's out here talking about. That's why they're lizard people. I refuse to believe these are the same people. It's like, man, what these the guys fuck happened that to these sued guys? some kid in his basement that tried to make a music downloading thing, which everyone fucking does now. They sued him to oblivion, and you're telling me these are the same fucking people that yeah. fucking wrote Master of Puppets? It's just, I don't know, man. But like the one that we were talking about, uh, like in the when we were on, on our little break, uh, was nineties uh, female R and B. Yes, because uh, I which was is just Aaliyah four times now. Yeah, <laughs> Aaliyah, 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 Aaliyah. Aaliyah. It's uh, just the Mount Rushmore of Aaliyah because we want to see 
four times the Aaliyah. Just in different poses, just different versions <laughs> of Aaliyah. You know, Romeo must die, Aaliyah. Uh, when she first started and she like wore like all the baggy stuff and she had the shades. That Aaliyah. Uh, and then, uh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. There's like uh, the Are You Are You That Somebody version of Aaliyah. There's a lot of different great versions of Aaliyah. Beyonce sucking Aaliyah's clip no. <laughs> uh, hello um uh but no like, she's my like th- you wouldn't be famous if i was still around beyonce yeah <laughs> she probably still would i'm just kidding yeah uh but i was like okay 90s female r&b it would be uh Aaliyah, obviously mariah carey obviously and then i was like what would you do for the next two my thought was Lauren Hill, because Lauren Hill fucking exploded, especially with like the Fugees and her solo album. And then my other thought was Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige, yeah. So like that was that was my four. I'm like, I don't know if you if you have an argument for any of those. Okay, Aaliyah, you don't. can't argue or we'll fucking fight. I don't think you would argue me on that. I don't think you can argue me on Mariah. Because Mariah's like the queen of like nineties R and B besides Aaliyah. <laughs> so I was going to say Alicia Keys, but she's 2000s. Yeah. Uh, so really no argument, like, really. I mean, so Lauren Hill and then uh, it would be uh, Mary J. Blige. Unless we're going to throw R. Kelly in there because he's a bitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, if you were doing, like... That was uh, just a joke. Fuck that guy. If you were uh, doing, like... way better. Yeah, if you were doing, like, you know, men's R&B, it's like you'd have to put R. Kelly on there, unfortunately. But then you'd also have Usher, and then it's like, you know, 90s R&B, it's like, did the did Boys to Men do enough to get on there? You know, no. it's like... No, they didn't get... No. Well, then, you know, what about somebody like Bobby Brown? He's kind of toxic, too, just like R. Kelly, because of all the drug use. That's why and, we're going to avoid that. Yeah. Like the, we're just well, not going to talk the about the men's one. Male. It's like, the only one who hasn't had bullshit is Usher. Like, Usher usually has been fine. I, I don't even think he's never been arrested. His kid is on the show, boys. Good job, Usher. Good job. <laughs> Usher's so damn wholesome. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I think the female one, it's like, is I think that's way better to talk about because you don't have a bunch of toxic bullshit in there. You have a bunch of, like, strong, independent women on the female side. On the male side, you're like, yeah, they're basically all rapists. They're all assholes, except for <laughs> Usher. <laughs> except Usher. It's, it's like you have R- Usher and then a bunch of pieces of shit. Right. <laughs> so, the male... Um, Mount Rushmore would just be like a, a basically like a sex offender catalog. <laughs> uh, so we won't do that. Avoid one. these men in your community. Yeah. Um, if you see something, say something. Right. Yeah. If you see something, say something. Jesus, that's supposed to be a joke, but it's one hundred disturbing. Uh, is there any like categories? Like, who's, who's the Mount Rushmore of uh, uh, leads in TV shows? It's like, well, it's Bill Cosby. Uh, oh fuck. Roseanne. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> this is just getting worse. John Wayne. Uh, <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Oh. And, you know. So Reginald Val Johnson, of course. Reginald Val Johnson. <laughs> it's like, wait, the, the, the other ones were kind of problematic. Reginald Val Johnson is like, yeah, I mean, he's great in family matters. Right, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> Still not as good as Uncle Phil, though. 
Uh, <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. Fresh uh, Prince. Uh, it's uh, but I'm trying to. Think, is there is there like another genre? I wonder. Could you do? Could you do like '60s rock? Oh, let's let's do let's do a fun one because we were talking about Kid Rock all the, earlier. But I'm not gonna, okay. I'm not going to do it to an error. Uh, so what would be like the um, because like the Mount Rushmore of like country rock people. <sighs> country rock. Yeah. Hank Williams Jr. Hank Williams Jr. would definitely have obviously. to be on there. Obviously. Uh, I think Kid Rock would definitely have to be on there. Kid Rock, Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, yeah. Okay. Garth Brooks would have to be on there, definitely. Uh, oh, man. Who do you put as the fourth one, though? That's that's a hard one. Uh, Jason Aldean. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Aldean makes another fucking appearance. <laughs> Coming for you, Aldean. <laughs> uh, no, uh, not, not Aldean. Uh, like Blake Shelton, maybe? No. Tim McGraw? Tim. Is he, does he do enough rockish nah, stuff? Tim McGraw, you don't get that. Shania uh, Twain. Maybe Shania Twain. Yeah, I'm going to go with Shania. I was going to say Brooks and Dunn, but I like Shania Twain better. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Is, that, is, that, is, that like the, uh, is that like the country rock four? Yeah, right I think there? that's the country rock four. I do like our first two, Kid Rock and Hank Williams Jr. Hank Jr. That's badass. And then Garth Brooks. I don't think you can argue Garth Brooks. No, he always wanted a, to be a rock star. He's a he fucking rock star country. that just happened to play country. Yeah. And then he Shania like a, Twain, who and jams then, the fuck out. And then, yeah, Shania Twain. Yeah, if Shania think. Twain ever toured around here, I would definitely go see her. I mean, if nothing else, people would be like, really, Shania Twain? Like, isn't that kind of like super 90s? It's like, look, man, fuck you. Like, she's talented. Like, I grew up in the 90s and music sucks now, so. Yeah. <laughs> at least I'm not going to go see the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> it's like, uh, at least I don't have to listen to Billie Eilish. What the <laughs> fuck is that? That's a girl. Billie Eilish, yeah. <laughs> I ain't listening to no Billie Eilish. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. It's like, yeah, I can see why. Yeah. can't fucking... Uh, the bad guy is Razor Ramon. Get it right. Mm-hmm. Chico. Um, Scarface. Yeah. Chica. <laughs> Chica. Yeah, Chica. there you go. <laughs> well, he didn't really say Chica, so, you know. He, he said it a couple times. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But he usually said Chico. But anyway. Because he um, usually wrestled dudes. Right. <laughs> he wasn't wrestling chicks. Um... Well, not in the ring. Doesn't matter. Actually, Bed wrestling. <laughs> Bam! Uh, <laughs> but to hit you with this dick driver. Um, I can I can only wait until social justice warriors start like trying to say that Spanish is sexist because they have different words for males and females. Yeah. What if I'm a transgender? It's like, well, then you either a chica or a chico. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be one or the other, man. Or a tic-tac-toe. A tic-tac-toe. Eeny, miny, moe. Pick a gender. <laughs> I don't care which one it is. Just just pick one. <laughs> just pick one. It's like one of them trends. It's like, just tell me which which one. Which one you would normally go to. Yeah. Just be like, hey, what's up, dude? And it's like, I'm a chick. And it's like, but she just transitioned into a dude. But I was a chick... <laughs> I can't keep up with it. Tell I can't, me. I can't, I can't. I need. I need a fucking. Uh, I need a chart that tells me 
what some of these people are. It's like, this is the Mount Rushmore of confusion. <laughs> right. This yeah. is confusing. Just say it. Right. Just say it, and then it's over with. Uh, so, the Mount Rushmore of... Ooh, this is... What, what, what if you did one for, like, 70s rock? What would you think would be 70s rock? Ooh, 70s rock. Let's see. Uh, Zeppelin? Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin would definitely have to be on it. Um, Kiss? Would you put, probably. Would you put Kiss on there for like 70s rock? You know, because let's be honest about the 70s era, and I, I, I love some of that 70s music, but 70s music was not great. Because <laughs> see, we, didn't, we haven't listened to like a ton of 70s music because we were born in the 80s, we listened to a lot of 80s right. music, and we listened to a, a shit ton of 90s music. And whatever the fuck that dumb shit on SoundCloud is now is not really music, so it's disqualified. Um, like that Takashi Six Nine fucking dude and the snitch, the sn- yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and then that XXS Tentacion or whatever his name is. I know he's 70s dead now, but would probably be like. So it'd be like Led Zeppelin, Kiss, the Rolling Stones, the Stones, yes. And then would you do the Who? Would the Probably Who? Oh, like Queen. Queen. Oh yeah. Or Fleetwood Mac. See, it gets difficult because it's like I love Fleetwood Mac. I can listen to some Fleetwood Mac like pretty much any time. But if you said like Zeppelin, Kiss, um, what about ACDC? Yeah, ACDC's great. They're they're always that's awesome. the Bon Scott era in the seventies. It's like. It's harder to deny. Oh, that's the better era. Oh, man, it's so hard. It's <laughs> the Bon Scott era, yeah. This is before uh, Brian Johnson took over. Um, it's the I Got Big Balls era and all that stuff. I got big balls. Yeah. You got big balls. Because I'm TNT. TNT. I'm dynamite. They need to fucking oh. use that for AEW. They're missing out. Shit, I, I I think we gotta go ACDC. Okay, so we say Zeppelin, Kiss, ACDC, and then who would who would be the the fourth? The well, ACDC was the fourth. Uh, who was, was the other one? Uh, we've been drinking, so I'm, we have been drinking the Rolling Stones. The Stones, yes, the Stones. So that's that's the four for like seventies rock. I think that's safe. That one was actually pretty easy. That one was quicker than I thought it was gonna be. Okay, so. Let's, uh... We have any more before we wrap up? Let's do one last one before we wrap up, and let's do, like, a uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, disappointments. <laughs> oh! So, oh, this, this these, is... these are bands that we thought were like, going to be great. Totally wasted potential? And then they wasted it all. So, this so this isn't Ooh. a negative note. We're not, we're not bashing these bands. We're just saying we're disappointed because they didn't do... Well, we thought they, they didn't were live up to their do. hype and potential. So uh, I'll I'll go ahead and throw the first one up there. I'm gonna say Creed. Creed. Because Creed had a great start. Okay. Everybody thought that like this band was gonna go places, and then they just kind of fizzled they out. They didn't do anything, and it was so frustrating because it's like this band's gonna be around for a really long time, uh, and they weren't. They weren't around for a long time at all. So who are you thinking? It doesn't have to be rock. It can be any genre. Oh, man. 
I would probably throw... Can I throw Limp Biscuit on there? Yeah, you can. I was okay. actually thinking Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit too. because they had like like two good albums. Their third one was like, ah, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they came out with like chocolate anus and the dick flavored water, whatever the fuck that was. And yeah, it was chocolate like, starfish and the, the, the hot dog hot flavored, dog flavored water. water. Yeah, and it was like, <laughs> it was like, man, you're gonna start to fall the fuck off now. What the hell's going on? Yeah, it was bad. It like was it, it really, was like, really oh man, bad. you can almost see the end of a career right there when that album came out. It was it so just, bad. It was so disappointing. Uh shit. Let me. Yeah, because what about the, like fucking Vanilla Ice? Vanilla Ice can be on there. Yeah, I mean, like, because um, like his 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 first album when it came out, it was fucking like. It fucking exploded, but because they tied him in with MC Hammer and made him wear the goofy pants and the fucking haircut and everything, they didn't let him be who he was. They wanted to make him into, like, a stadium rapper. Connected to Bluetooth. Like MC Hammer was. Yeah, And they kind of cut his knees out before he really got going because when MC Hammer fizzled out, Vanilla Ice fizzled out because he was looped in with all that shit. He was. And he had way more talent than MC Hammer did. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't know if that's a controversial statement, but he was he was a badass rapper back in the day. People forget how good he was until he became like this, you know, like this laughing stock joke in the music world. He actually was pretty legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, probably my last one uh, to, to finish the disappointment of Mount Rushmore would probably be Fifty Cent. Oh yeah, 50, 50 could have been so big, man, and he just fell the fuck off. Cause like, get Richard Die Trying when that shit came out. That fucking album yeah. was great. Because whenever he was working with M and Dre, uh, he was doing great, and then he branched off, and then Gee, he got on did. drugs for a while, and you know all this kind of just stuff. Just was like, I'm just gonna be an actor now. Yeah, <laughs> he's starting to be just an actor now, and like producers on movies and stuff like that, and uh, um, apparently a liar because he's telling people like he's making like way more money than what he's making because like there's some people like because he does a show called uh, or he produces a show called like uh. Uh, power, power, yeah, it's yeah, on power or whatever. Down. He's one of the producer or whatever, and he's telling people like he's making like millions and stuff, like producing that show. He's not making that much. Like producers of TV shows don't make that much. Like I mean, they make way more than we do. Yeah, but like it's not like not more than the actors. Yeah, it's not like uh, the producer on the show is making like ten million dollars like a season or something. They're they're not making that much. Uh-uh. They're making like you know like. You know, a few hundred thousand a season. Yeah. Like, it's not even an episode, like, a season. Like, a lot of times, like, the, the actors of the Big Bang Theory are making more than... Or they were making more money than 50 Cents is making. Because... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, like, they were making, like, you know... Like, a million an episode. And... Yeah, a lot. Like, the Friends cast, whenever they ended, they were all making, like, two million an episode or some sh- crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. And that was, like... In the 90s, early 2000s, 2000s when they finished. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Jerry Seinfeld's almost a billionaire because of Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I thought that would be fun to end it just to kind of show you, like, these people that could have been great. Like, I don't think 
50 will ever get his legacy back mm-hmm. after, you know, breaking those bridges with him and Dre and stuff. No. And that's his fault. He fucked up. And, um, yeah. So, this has been Beyond the Hate, uh, Mount Rushmore edition. If yeah. you guys want us to do any of the uh, uh, other, like, some more Mount Rushmores that you guys can think so of. So, we could do, like, a wrestling era that's, like, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling stuff. Of wrestling, you can tell us what era, because it really needs to be era-based, because... Yeah. It's the same thing with football where they're like, you know. Oh, yeah, we could do like a football edition. You know, like uh, some people's like Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. It's like you can't really. I don't think. Now, with the strength of schedule, you can't say that. You can't say that, but also you can't say that about any era of quarterback. Mm -hmm. Like you can't. Like Joe Montana, I think, is like the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, but it's hard to say if he's the greatest quarterback of all time because he never played in the 60s. He didn't play against Unitas. He didn't play us against Unitas, so it's it's really era based. Who's the greatest football player? Who who's the greatest quarterback of the eighties? If you said that, it's the Montana. answer is absolutely Montana. Right. You know, like who? Who said the nineties? It'd be Favre. Favre or, or Troy Aikman. Aikman? Yeah, it's Favre. Or Aikman. Yeah, you can almost flip a coin and be like, you know, Favre or Aikman. I think Favre was a better quarterback. Aikman had the better team, but that's my my personal opinion. Uh, I love Aikman too. Yeah. Um, but so, I mean, yeah. that, that could be interesting. That'd be. It could be interesting. But we could do like, like, we could do one for basketball. Yeah, like is Jordan the greatest of all time, or was he only greatest of an era? And we can talk about that, and yeah. like you guys can ask those questions, and we'll go through it. And if you have a suggestion, let us know about yeah. a you know about a, a Mount Rushmore uh, for different topics that you want us to talk about. Yeah, email us. Uh, we might make these Mount Rushmore episodes more frequent if you guys like and enjoy this these these conversations and stuff. Just let us know. Uh, donate, email us. Just let us know, and yeah. uh, we'll we'll keep it going. And this has been Beyond the Hate. Peace. You knew that I was coming cause you heard my name But you don't know my game and never felt my pain Can't read my brain but you read my lips And got scared when you heard that I was coming with hits Now don't even trip, be a man instead Give thanks I'm alive when I should be dead I'm in the red cause my mind's distorting People claiming they know me but they only know a portion I'ma move mountains and touch the sun Don't get scared now, you knew this day would come So hold your bids, all bets are closed Thank you.